check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. we go episode 244 recruitment and retention you are listening to alpha mike and i am transmitting high atop of florida's peninsula at 108 feet today we will talk about in the world of bolsheviks and wokeness the importance of recruitment and retention in law enforcement almost an impossibility today but law enforcement is without a doubt, having the challenge of their time trying to get viable applicants to fill the huge void that each department is having. How do you get in contact with us? Well, it's real easy, RaiderCop.com. You can hear the audio portion of our website, and you can hear from episodes number one, all the way to 244 for absolutely free wherever you get your podcast. Look us up, Raider Cop Nation, Raider Cop Podcast, and you will find us. We have uh, recently announced, I believe a couple of episodes uh, ago, but I'm just going to remind everybody again, that uh, at the end of August, we will break away from the USCCA Uh, and again the reason being for this is that our commitment, our affiliation with them was one year, we've completed that one year and it's time to move on, but we encourage you to become a member anytime at the USCCA because it's the right thing to do you know, having protection, the second amendment is God given right that our forefathers in this country gave us. And you can pretty much go out today and buy whatever gun fits your wallet and carry it legally. And you can apply for a concealed weapons permit. You could have one in your home. So that's only half the protection. The other half of the protection is God forbid you have to use it, then you're going to need that legal protection, as well as advanced training. So the USCCA is the way to go, and we encourage you to go that route. Thinking about fixing your gun? Well, I know the guy, Pistol Pete, the gunsmith down in Miami, one of the best armorers there are, hands down. How do I know? He was the armorer to thousands and thousands of law enforcement officers in Miami-Dade. Today, he's retired, has his own business, and it's called Pistol Pete the Gunsmith. He will make that old rusted gun that your uncle left you behind look brand new, especially in today's day when it's kind of hard to find new guns anyway. Pistol Pete the Gunsmith, the information is down below. And if you're looking to become more proficient in firearms and you live in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, I know Kilo Sierra is waiting for your call. His information is on the show notes as well. And if you're in Florida and you're looking for training in firearms, 
You can look me up and catch me on RaiderCopNation.com. Just hit the contact section section, and uh, I'll get that, that information, that text or email, whatever you want to call it. And I'll hook you up in the state of Florida. Today's episode 244, Recruitment and Retention. It's almost an impossibility today in recruit and retaining good applicants. Law enforcement agencies around the country are frustrated because we live in a woke society. We live in a defund the police society. Things have to be almost underneath the table nowadays to get good qualified applicants. But we'll discuss that more because now I've got to go to that segment where our delusional uncle at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, better known as Cluster the Clown, is creating more and more havoc. But this week, we don't only have three stories for you. We gave you one is a bonus. I know they're sad and depressing to hear, but the last one that's the bonus might be a pleasurable one. So I threw it in there anyway. So it's time to get our delusional uncle stories up and running on the train wreck at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Tasha called disturbance of the mental with her bipolar uncle, bipolar. Our first story on the other side of the tracks. Uncle Joe affirms to us and tells us that Afghanistan in no shape or form is Vietnam. Come on. Now, here, here's the deal. He says that during the Vietnam War, the Viet Cong were attacking our embassy and Americans bravely landed with helicopters to rescue not only the employees at the American embassy in Vietnam, but thousands of citizens of Vietnam as well. It was a historic scene, but see, Uncle Joe at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue tells us that that's not the case in Afghanistan. That's not going to happen. Boy, if anybody ever suffered from hoof and mouth disease, foot and mouth disease, it's Uncle Joe. Because be careful what you say, you just might live it over and over and over again. And that's what Joe did as helicopters landed on the roof of the embassy in Afghanistan to evacuate American embassy employees. Can't make it up, folks. Our second story takes us to Texas, where Democrats met mayors, congressmen, Commissioners, city commissioners, all Democrats had a meeting with Homeland Security. And basically what they said was, your system of immigration at the border is not working and stop. One mayor actually said it is a failed system. The sad part is, They're Democrats telling 
Joe Biden's administration, which are also Democrat, commie, liberal leftists, to stop the open borders, you're killing them. And that's sad. But you can't make this stuff up, folks. It's a runaway train. Our third story takes us to Barry B. Barry Big O. Number 60 birthday bash over in Martha's Vineyard where a sophisticated and vaccinated crowd gathered to dance it up with the unmasked and the Big O. Barry Obama. No, don't forget, you don't need a mask here. Forget the mandate, not warranted. Forget all that talk about coronavirus and COVID. Not happening over at the Big O's birthday 60 bash. No way. Here, that virus is not coming in. As Big O danced his 60 all night long, all, of course, visitors were told to refrain from video photography. But some goofballs couldn't help themselves, and they not only videotaped, but they posted it on Twitter for the rest of the American society could see these fools living it up at Big O 60 birthday bash no mask, no guidelines no nothing a free train ride over at the big 6-0 for Barry of course they they were saying the media that the area of Martha's Vineyard was a hot spot for coronavirus doesn't matter Big O's operation is going down. Don't need a mask. Forget the coronavirus. Forget the mandate. You've got the big old ID card. Can't make it up, folks. We live in a society where do as I say and not as I do. And they flaunt it. They show it to you. They give you the middle finger. And they don't care. Have you not noticed that the Democratic leftist commie party is more belligerent every day, sticking their middle finger out at America by basically saying, what elections in 2022 and 24? What election? Hmm. I start to wonder. And our fourth and final, this is a bonus story, the terror of the Empire State of New York, Andrew Cuomo has decided to step down. And even though they have another 14 days to go, he went on and babbled on and on and on about how he is and that's the way he is. And he didn't mean anything because he does those type of things. And that's how he is. But the real reason is the Democratic Party saw him as expendable. You see, the old Democratic Party was what Cuomo was representing. 
and the new woke Democratic Party shoved them out the door and down the steps. It is a theft and robbery of the Democratic Party right before our eyes and some buffoons, a bunch of goofs are still saying it's only fair he was groveling women. This isn't about women. And I also have a bigger question to ask. Forget all the grappling and 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 whatever ideas Andrew had. What happened to the six thousand elderly people he killed? This is like the biggest mass serial killer in in history. And we're talking about he hugged somebody. What can I tell you? So, in keeping with that birthday bash uh, of Big O, we've got our joke for the week. We got it. We got to get get you motivated, get you out of that the doldrums, you know, the kicking the can down the road. And here we go with the joke of the week. And this just in. The number one cause of death is too many birthdays. Troy, you want to get mad at me, but you weren't getting mad at Barry O when he was uh, mumbling at his 60 big bash of Barry O. But I'm the bad guy today. Episode 244, Recruitment and Retention. We are going to talk about the miracle that agencies have to perform in Recruiting and retaining good personnel in the era of wokeness in the Bolshevik states of woke. And the uh, short bus is here, so it's time for episode So 244, Recruitment and Retention, we have to talk about the miracle on 34th Street. Remember that movie with Santa Claus back in, I believe it was in the 50s? Ho, 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 because this is almost an impossibility. Recruitment and Retention. First of all, let's look at some numbers, because numbers and data are very important. The most important part of what I'm about to reveal to you is the ending. It will shock you, but nevertheless, continue to pay attention. Recruitment in law enforcement, an estimated 18,000 law enforcement agencies in the country. 18,000 agencies have to go out and recruit and retain people in 
a time where becoming a law enforcement officer is almost a curse word, where you could be, if you join the ranks of law enforcement, the next best sensation on YouTube, where all of a sudden you become a problem, a victim. You become an abuser. Doesn't matter if you were a Boy Scout when you were younger. If you put on that badge, you are not liked by the masses. The next, the next outline we have is retention in law enforcement. And law enforcement today has a personnel of about of over a million employees. 70% of those are sworn and 30% are non-sworn. Essential uh, to the operation, they work behind the scenes from the sworn personnel that are out there catching bad guys. I don't think it really matters to the new woke society. If you work for the police department or any law enforcement agency, you are the problem. One million employees in the United States, 18,000 agencies are a part of this recruitment and retention. So let's look at some more numbers that will get you a little bit more interested in what we're talking about. 78% of the agencies in the United States report having difficulty recruiting candidates that are qualified. 78. Now remember, I told you, at the end is what's more shocking. So 78 is a large percentage that they're having these difficulties in recruiting candidates that are qualified. Now, the qualification can deem from, let's say, state statute, depending on some states, you have to be over a certain age, you know, over 21, blah, blah, blah. You can only have maybe a misdemeanor. Some states you probably can't even have that. Your driving record, all these uh, issues. And, of course, agency policy as well. But 78 is a large percentage of agencies that cannot find qualified candidates. 65% of uh, America's law enforcement agencies report few qualified candidates so out of all those people that are applying 65 are not really qualified some may and may not even have a high school diploma some may have a criminal background some may have a disqualifier or a disability which is a disqualifier there's a lot of reasons why but nevertheless, 65, uh, that's a lot of applicants that are wasting a lot of uh, resources. 75% of law enforcement agencies report more difficult today than they did five years ago. So five years ago from the time of this report, it was easier. 75%, that's a big difference. If you were to tell me, well, five years ago was maybe a 5% easier, 75%? Big numbers, big numbers here.
50% of law enforcement agencies report changes in policies uh, to gain qualified applicants. So these numbers now, 50% of the 18,000 law enforcement agencies in America are changing policies to gain qualified applicants. Now, as I said, you can't put your finger on one or two of these items because policies will be different in different agencies. But as an, an idea of what I'm trying to get at is, let's say you apply for a specific agency where their criteria was no tickets in driving in a period of uh, seven years. And people couldn't, they couldn't find enough applicants, so they trim it down to three years. See how that works? So uh, it, it makes it easier for these individuals to get under the radar, as to say. 25% of law enforcement agencies reduce or eliminated units or positions because of staffing. Now, here's another real big issue. Uh, again, this is 25% of the agencies are reporting a, re a reduction of units or, or positions that they've removed because they just can't because of staffing. So you have, and I always like to, to kind of remind people, during the Ronald Reagan presidency, that a lot of people, a lot of Democrats, criticize voodoo economics. Voodoo economics. Look at it. You see now. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Compare Ronald Reagan to the goof we got at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue today. Boy, it's not even fair. But Ronnie produced a lot of money for a lot of communities and the economic boom that hit in the 80s they hired agencies and doubled agencies in size when I started in law enforcement the agency that I worked for had about 900 sworn personnel by the time I left that agency the number was at 2200 so, no doubt, during the Ronald Reagan era, they started hiring a lot of people. Uh, academy classes were one on top of the other, sometimes three, four, five, six classes at the same time. Uh, they were rolling out 20, 30 of them a year. Um, there was a need, there was funding, there was demand, and law enforcement in the 80s was growing to huge amounts of personnel because if you got the money and you got the crime statistics you might as well get the people but a lot of these agencies did not prepare for this mass hiring in the 80s for their departures which are happening now and have been happening in the last five years. So you can't continue at that pace 
of hiring that you did in Ronald Reagan's era. So now that is also a contributing factor to what's going on here. So what is the public image of law enforcement? Well, there are two. We talked about the first one about the woke society. They despise police. They don't like police. They don't want to be a part of any law enforcement agency. And quite frankly, they wish they just do away with the whole thing. Who would run the prison systems, the jail systems? Who would enforce laws out in the street? Doesn't matter. Just make it go away. That's one public image. And the other public image respects their police loves their police, supports their police, but they do it very quietly because they don't want to offend the woke community. Big difference. Today we also have a generational difference with the Zs and the millennial that are out there. They don't want to go get bogged down like... The baby boomers. Who wants the 40 hour work weeks? These people working midnights and working godly hours. No, no, no. We don't want any of that. And of course, the Z's and the millennials have been told that wearing a uniform and forcing the law is not really good. You're like a stormtrooper, a Nazi of some type. So you don't really want to be a part of that. That that difference in generations is a huge problem in the recruitment and retention of today. Hiring practices also, the process has a challenge. 47% of law enforcement agencies report an average time frame of four months to 12 months for each applicant. Now, um, I'm a little weary of that statistic. I'm not saying that it's not right, but I don't think a lot of agencies wanted to report on that. Uh, And I'll explain why real quick. A lot of retention and recruitment falls in a fiscal year. So let's say your fiscal year starts October 1st. October 2nd, you've got a bundle of money and bundle of ideas on how to get new people, and you go out and you look for a specific amount based on that budgetary request. So let's make it simple, you know, in the numbers so we don't confuse too many people on the left. Let's say your agency is looking for 10 officers in that budget. So that's what you're going to strive for. So as you get close to six, seven, eight, you start relaxing that personnel, or let's say detectives that might be working in background and so forth, you start relaxing them, sending them to other duties uh, because you're meeting your goal. That doesn't matter if they wash out in the academy. That's not what they're looking at. Everything is within that fiscal year. So when I see this 47%, I think a lot of agencies did not want to answer it because they might have been in the middle of their fiscal year and it wasn't 
um, they really couldn't put their finger on the specific time frame. Also, four to 12 months is pretty much average in law enforcement to get hired. I mean, think about it, folks. They got to make sure you're not a serial killer. They got to make sure you're not wanted in 50 states. They got to make sure you're not wanted in other countries. And they got to make sure that all the places you say you worked and lived, you actually did. So it's a process. And you have thousands in the applicant pool. Now remember, not all of them qualify. What does that mean? Well, I was the vice president of uh, Burger King. You know, CEO. And then you find out, hey, bro, you wasn't the CEO of Burger King. You flipped burgers. Oh, oh. I, got, I think I got mixed up when I wrote that one. You're not qualified. You're lying. So, I don't know about that number. Innovations in, recruit, in, in recruitment are needed, and they need it badly, but we need to be careful with the woke society. We don't want to interfere with their wokeness, and we don't want to interfere with their hate for anything, let's say, white. That could be a problem. So this is another area of difficulty in recruitment and retention, the hating on white America. And uh, I don't know if you've looked, but they are probably, I believe they still are, even though the board is wide open, they're still the largest uh, ethnic group. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. So if we're too busy hating whitey, it's going to be hard to fill those vacancies, too. And, of course, having big numbers is not a good thing. We're down 2,000 officers. We need to hire them immediately. Are you kidding? Who in the right mind is going to go down to City Hall, let's say, at Chicago, and say we need X amount of millions of dollars to hire 2,000 new officers. And I'm just giving you an example. With the defund the police crowd. So everything is moderate, realistic in numbers. Not, not flashy or boom in your face. Another challenge to recruitment and retention. Now... Compensation could be an incentive to get people not only in through the door, but to keep them. Now, most law enforcement agencies have a pretty consistent pay scale. You know, it's not like the private sector where you don't know if you ever get an increase. But in the public sector, and depending on your police union, if you even have one, it's kind of spelled out, you know, X amount of percent, percent, percent here, percent there. Now, there are errors or time where there are zero increases because times are tough. I went through that nonsense. And, you know, now that I think about it, a lot of them were during Barry O's bash when he was president. Gas prices were going through the roof, five and six dollars a gallon. That was an excuse. Hey, can't increase anybody's salary. Look at the freaking gas prices. So what is happening in society will reflect on 
how much you're going to get paid in the new contracts. Contracts may last three to four years, and then they're up for renewal. And sometimes the woke commissioners won't agree on everything that you want. So that's an issue. Uh, Another factor to help out with recruitment and retention are programs to address uh, time commitments. You know, the the Zs and the Millennials don't want to be bogged down. What's, my, what's all this 40 hours a week thing, man? I can't do 40 hours a week. So they're considering doing part-time law enforcement officers. Yep, this is almost as good as having a turd in the punch bowl. But this is what they're thinking. And they're thinking it that means somebody's doing it but part-time law enforcement officers now let's stay for the record ever since raider cop podcast has been on the air i have said that the need to get retired law enforcement officers back up and in the work pool is not the incentive is not there by the agencies They should be recruiting these retirees for these part-time positions as long as the agency picks up their health care. Now, some agencies will give you, you know, a free health care or whatever, you know, minimal pay health care once you retire. And it's not that attractive. But maybe there's something else that would be attractive to them in the benefit package. So retirees are not really going to do it for money. Of course, every bit helps, but they're also always going to do it for benefits because benefits are important to them. And there's something that they have to pay for now because they're no longer within the ranks. So the lack of agencies recruiting retirees is huge. And they're missing the boat on this big time. Because you're talking about if you got a million people actively working, you must have two or three million sitting at home doing nothing. So going out and recruiting them first should be the priority of these 18,000 agencies in the country. Another idea to relax things for the Uh, millennials and disease is a flexible schedule you know maybe you want to work 30 hours this week and you can swing the other one next week whatever works for you bro because if you voted for Bernie we're voting for you so they're trying to work those things out a relaxed candidate this uh disqualifiers they're trying to relax those there's a lot of disqualifiers and i told you about the driver's license so they're relaxing all those things but there's another thing you know maybe in your community it hasn't gotten there but it sure is going to come soon where you see law enforcement officers with beards goatees piercings visible tattoos Oh my goodness, what's happening? This is all about trying to, these agency heads, 
that are trying to be woke are relaxing the uniform code within law enforcement. They don't want the G.I. Joe clean cut, high and tight haircut look. So they're allowing them to grow beards and goatees and have visible tattoos and Couple tat, a uh, couple of uh, piercings here and there, and they blend better in the community. Even though they're in uniform and they are inside a police car, uh, this is about wokeness, and that is happening. And the most important part of this is that we know recruiters are no longer looking for the G.I. Joe guy. You know, just graduated uh, from from high school, but uh, very clean cut, never got into any... Pro- no, we don't want you. Get out of the way. You don't even have experience. Get, get out of the way. Or the other one, uh, I did uh, four years in the military, and I fought in this battle, that But No, no, no. We don't, no go, go away. We don't want you either. They don't want the G.I. Joe types. They want the woke community types. And so this is going to be a little bit of a struggle uh, to find these people. And and the reason for it is because (laughs) you're trying to recruit them in something they hate. So it's going to take a while. But this is the most alarming thing, and we're going to end this episode, episode 244, Recruitment and Retention, with the staggering number of all. I read to you percentages that were high, 78, 65, 75, 50, 25. These are very high numbers in the struggle to recruit and find people. Let's face it, folks. You're not going to go to the neighborhood mall because it's probably closed already. You know, it's got wood boards up against the wall. It's it's closed. It's done. It's like Sears. It ain't there. It's not there anymore. And you're not going to just find recruitment like at the park and at community gatherings like you might have seen. 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Now they're doing it through apps and things that are more appealing to the Z's and the millennials. Maybe through TikTok, they're trying to recruit. I don't know, but I'm assuming that's how you're going to find these people. So no more of let's go out to recruitment drive at the mall Grab all the boxes of the brochures. Let's go and grab that desk. And you don't have to go out there and schlep all that crap anymore because now they just got to post a, what is it, 15-second video on TikTok and just wait for those numbers to come in. But here's the most alarming part of everything that I read and the challenges and those high numbers. These numbers came from 2017 to 2019. So you might be asking yourself, Alpha, what the, what is wrong with you? We're in 2021. You should have got the numbers for 2020. You can't. The reason you can't is COVID. Because of the coronavirus. 
came from China. China it came from. That is the huge elephant in the room. So because of that, everybody's not going to report. They go, well, you know, our staff, our civilian staff were at home, only essential personnel. I can't really tell you about recruitment. It's a mess. And isn't it sinister in a way how you can do so much when statistics are not being really followed any longer because of the lockdowns? You don't know anything anymore. So these reports were put together, <coughs> excuse me, by the International Association <coughs> of Chiefs of Police. In an article they did, they did, the state of recruitment, a crisis in law enforcement, in 2019. Some of the data came from 2017, 2018 as well. So it doesn't even identify all the stuff that we've been through, you and me, in 2020 and 2021. Because you cannot put that feces in that little box. It just won't fit. It'll drool out the side. It won't fit. So that's why you've got to read statistics from 2019. What can I tell you? It is what it is. What's up next? Well... The system is its worst enemy. Episode 245, August 18th. I'm going to take you down the road and I'm going to show you how you got to do things in triplicate and how when you least expect it, a report comes back that you did three, four, five, six months ago beats you over the head because you forgot to put a comma and a period at the end of that sentence. Do it over. And title to this episode 245 the system is its worst enemy they cry they don't have enough staff because the staff they have they got them doing shit they shouldn't be doing and now it's time for the word of the week we're gonna go to second timothy's 3 1 and i'm gonna start uh oh in a reminder, right after the word of the week, I'm going to tell you about the website. I finally got that AWOL thing up there. But I decided to concentrate on biblical aspects that deal with the last days. Now, for those that really don't know the Bible, they go, oh, is you going to talk about the last days? I guess we'll have to hear this about two or three episodes. I guess you've never picked up any of the uh, 66 books that are in the Bible. But uh, there are a lot of references to the last days. And we're going to really get into that. Uh, I think it's important, especially in the times that we live now. So we're going to go to the word of the week. And then as we break off of that, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the website. So here we go. We're hitting uh, 2 Timothy's verse, uh, uh, 2 Timothy's chapter 3, verse 1, starting at verse 1. It says, But know this, that in the last days, restless times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, 
lovers of money, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despirers of good, traitors, headstrong, haunting, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. If this, what I just read, doesn't remind you of the woke society that we live in today, it should ring as an alarm bell because scripture, these is these are the signs you will see as the time, as the end of time is near. I don't know about you, but I see disobedient. I see unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous. I see it all. I see it all. All right, the website, RaiderCopNation.com. You can uh, just click on there and you will see on the banner on the top, you will see a bunch of sections we've put in. Uh, a wall series, of course, is on there. You click on it, and it will take you to all those episodes that we've done before. We're, we're doing an emphasis now on the last times, and as we start producing those, we'll throw those on there. But uh, they are quite a bit. Of course, uh, we used to separate the Word of God with a, another provider. And as I used to say, they'd last for 90 days and then they disappear, but the word of God never disappears. So, of course, I still have those tapes and we're going to start producing those and throwing them on here. And I'll be doing some new ones as well. So the AWOL series or the AWOL Monday series, as we originally called it, is up on the website, the Buccaneer series, remember, we can't use words like patriot because you will offend the woke community. So we've decided to become buccaneers, those that are ravishing and taking the truth from uh, those places that the truth is missing, like the media, like the halls of Congress. So the Buccaneers series will enlighten you on big tech and the media and uh, all kinds of things, how we can uh, prepare ourselves as elections become closer to make sure that we start getting these good candidates in office. The Gun series with myself, Kilo Sierra, you've got a bunch of episodes on there and... Uh, from uh, with Pistol Pete as well in the first beginning. I gotta get Pistol Pete back up uh, up here. Pete's been uh, hammering and chiseling too much. I gotta get him at least you know for five minutes. We gotta get Pistol Pete back up. The Wise Guy series is also up there on the browser, and you can see on the website RaiderCopNation.com. And I broke it down into sections, the Bonanno family, Colombo family, Gambino, Genovese, Lucchese, 
And underneath each one of them will be those episodes, Traficante Family, Outlaw, Motorcycle, One Percenters, Costa Nostra, that means it's going to deal with all the families, uh, organized crime that necessarily have to be uh, Italian. It could be uh, Cuban, Russian, uh, and so forth. So give you an idea of that. So we broke that down. It's still a work in progress, of course. As we start doing the shows, we'll start punching it up there. But it gives you uh, quicker access if you want to see a, a show that is past history. You want to follow it? best place and the easiest place to follow it is on RaiderCopNation.com. As always, it has been my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, for the law enforcement agencies that serve you. And most importantly, continue to pray for the United States of America. And they haven't cut the siren because I hear it. Gotta go.